Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts from Oracle Marketing Cloud, Chris Moody, and from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Content Pros Podcast. We're really excited today. We have two guests joining us from Yex. We have Jeffrey K. Roars and Raj Nidger. Chris, thanks so much. It's Randy here. And guys, I really appreciate the two of you joining us today. Really excited to, to dive into you know, the whole topic of location-based personalization is, is kind of how I'm going to talk about this. But you know, you guys will definitely do more justice and uh, by the time this podcast airs, which is probably a week or two from now, this will probably be old news. But maybe you can start by explaining Yext and the, the exciting announcement, which you know, makes me excited that you, you took the time today to be with us. Sure. Uh, this is Jeff, and uh, I'm Chief Marketing Officer at Yext and uh, joined about uh, eight months ago, uh, coming over from Salesforce by way of the exact target integration. Uh, and... One of the reasons I joined was I was very excited that Yex has this unique opportunity to really kind of uh, forge an industry uh, around location data. Um, you know, as your listeners are, are focused on content, as you know, Jay Bear has his Social Pros podcast that I used to co-host. Um, you know, there's a lot of knowledge and um, kind of established uh, thought leadership and language around the worlds of content, of social, of email. Um, but when it comes to location, uh, as much as we rely on location data in the form of maps and search engines and the like, um, there hasn't been a lot of great consolidation. And what Yext's vision is, is to be that source of truth for location data within your organization. And about five years ago, it launched uh, a network called Power Listings that stitched together over the years uh, over 100 different publishers, including Apple Maps, uh, Yahoo, Bing, Facebook, and others. Uh, to essentially allow you to update your business listing information, everything from the actual location to the hours uh, to um, images about the, the business um, and publish that to our network partners and also publish that to your website in a store locator or a directory and also publish it out to your apps as need be. Well, the big announcement we have today is after uh, much, much work behind the scenes, we have integrated Google, and uh, Google is now part and parcel of our power listings network. And so businesses of all sizes, from small businesses all the way up to the largest enterprises, can now manage their Google listings, their Google business listings on the Access Location Management Platform and publish that out, not just to Google, but to all of our power listings partners. And it's exciting for me because I, I came of age uh, during the internet, I, uh, I joined Exact Target about eight years ago when email was kind of passe at that point and social was coming around and people kind of looked down their noses at email and said, well, you know, why would you join an email company? 
And I said, because email is the one that's making the money. Email is the thing that's driving the economic engine uh, of all of these different companies. And I look at Yext and I, I, I see kind of the same thing in, in that you think about a mobile world and what's actually driving people to the places that they want to do business or they want to go to eat. Um, it, it is services, it's maps, it's searches, it's things that are dependent on accurate location information. And we are all about solving that uh, for our for our clients. And so uh, it's an exciting integration and it's it's great to talk to you today as we've, we've released that as we're recording. Yeah, I think you were starting to hit on this too, Jeff. And one of the things with location, I think, I guess going back in the time machine around eight years, right? Location was almost synonymous with Foursquare for a long period of time where everyone was like, oh, it's just this location app and you check in and yeah, we've tips. And then, you know, along come other competitors like Gowalla and then Facebook snaps up Gowalla. And even with Google, which luckily you guys are integrated now, I love Google now. And location has just become this thing behind the scenes where your phone always knows where you are and it's starting to serve up relevant content based on location and telling you when you need to leave for meetings. So maybe you could just touch on some of the marketing implications for location, because I think we do take that for granted too much. Absolutely. I, I think you hit it on the head. You do take it for granted because we just assume that Google and others get it right. But up until this um, opening of Google's API, which they opened up in December, and we've been you know, sprinting to get our integration in place and now have over 100,000 business locations that are using our platform to update. Um, up until that time, they were relying on hand-submitted uh, information, either via bulk upload of a spreadsheet or literally using their form to change your data. Uh, there was no guarantee that they would accept your data to change it. So if your store hours changed or if you closed a location or moved a location, you could have wrong information out there. In fact, our uh, our studies and other studies show that anywhere from 40 to 50% of business listings had incorrect information. And so what that leads to is a bad customer experience, right? We all know the conversation today in marketing is about the customer journey. Well, if the customer journey falls short when you're literally trying to deliver them to your front doorstep, who is that consumer going to point the finger of blame at? Is it going to be at the map or is it going to be at the brand? And there too, we find that the blame is equally split. So there's a negative brand experience. So with our power listings network and now Google joining it, you've got the ability to fix that across the vast majority of touch points, be it apps, search engines, maps on that mobile device to ensure the customer is getting there, has the right information, the store hours are correct. And it now turns location into an asset to be managed and kind of activated. So one of the really interesting things as we were doing this integration uh, is New York was hit with winter storm Jonas, which, uh, you know, there being a wonderful East Coast bias to the news, everybody knows about that there were two feet of snow dumped on New York in the span of about 24 to 36 hours. And, um, you know, the governor shut down highways, the mayor shut down city streets. Well, if you are an enter, you know, a business that has locations, uh, how do you tell your, your customers whether you're open or not, whether they're, you know, willing to brave the snow to go get food or something? Well, Sweetgreen, which is a fast growing um, chain of healthy kind of uh, salads and, and, and other kind of healthy foods, leveraged our Google integration to actually change their store hours on the fly during the storm to let their customers know which locations were open and which ones weren't. And then they could change it right back. That was never a possibility on Google until this integration. And it 
it, you know, as marketers are thinking about this, you have to think about the importance of that final mile or even those final feet in some cases and making sure you deliver the consumer to the right place and that they're going to have a good experience um, you know, transitioning from that virtual world of directions or what have you to the physical world of actually experiencing your store or your restaurant or your business and what have you. So um, location becomes an asset in that regard. And um, there are also other things that we can leverage um, that Randy, I think, get to your your question or your interest in, you know, kind of personalization at the local level where, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating the technologies that are coming out that now is, allow us to connect with individuals and then serve up, um, you know, content to them in, uh, in the moment that's uh, highly relevant. So uh, it's an intriguing space to be in. Yeah, that, I, I want to get to that last point a little later for sure. But, you know, just to, to help everyone relate to how, how big of a problem, but also how small of a problem this is, you know, in the day to day sometimes. And, and I'm sure the two of you guys at a, at a high growth company would feel this pain, but I can tell you at Uberflip, I mean, we're growing at a crazy rate, which means we've moved our offices three times in the last three years, right? Um, and the number of people who go to the wrong address for their interviews with us, because you just can't get Google to update your address the way you want them to is a nightmare. So I would love to have an easier way to, to manage that day to day. But uh, we got a guy. We got a guy. There we go. But you know, another another quick an- anecdotal story you know, that happened just this weekend. And Raj, maybe you can comment on on the outcome of this. Is you know, I, I was I was away with my wife. We were we were in Florida, and so we're in a rental car, and we're we're driving between you know Boca Raton and Miami to get to get somewhere. And there's a GPS in this in the car rental. But even though I had that GPS, when we had a stop for both lunch and gas. There was no way I was trusting that GPS, right? I mean, in, as far as I'm concerned, that's a dumb machine that has no insights um, and no, as you're putting it, real-time accurate information. So even though, as you know, we poke a, a lot at me being Canadian and I get killed on data, I took on the data of being in the U.S. because I want that real information. I want to know the recommendations, where to be, what's open, all that kind of stuff for that meal. So maybe you know, turning that to the content side of this in terms of how do you educate the stores that are going to try to appeal to me that this is something they have to care about, right? That, you know, and and Raj, maybe you can talk about how you guys are approaching this from your own content strategy, you know, to to educate the importance of of being in tune with this. Yeah. And I think, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, uh, I think for us, when you look at geomarketing.com, uh, our, our, our mission is uh, basically to report out location-based marketing uh, and how people are employing technology uh, to conduct different types of marketing, uh, innovative marketing, and or, uh, you know, things that are just kind of beyond local SEO. Uh, and if you think about, like, how we do it, you know, I, I kind of think of it as twofold. Uh, I call it, you know, where we join the conversation and we put out a body of work around that conversation. And joining the conversation, you know, we're either covering and or kind of seeding the industry in a very proactive fashion. And, uh, you know, we take the knowledge that we have internally, right? We have a lot of expertise at Yaxt. Uh, we have a lot of smart folks at Yaxt. Uh, and, you know, we use that as a kind of a, a knowledge base internally and then, you know, try to try to not just join the conversation, but create conversation as well. And it's not defensive conversation. It's more adding to the discussion, clearing the air and opening up a dialogue. Uh, from lot, lots of different points of view. So it's not just one 
point of view that's just UX. It's also folks in the industry, folks that are back end, front end, middleware. Uh, so you get different perspectives and then consumers as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, when, when we talk about body of work for us, it's then taking all that knowledge that we have, the expertise, and then making sure it's a continuous flow of content. So it's not just a one white, you know, one time white paper or just a native ad or an occasional post. You know, for us, it's like it's an ongoing stream. It's almost like a newsroom where these articles kind of precipitate the news. Uh, and that that's kind of the philosophy behind how we operate at geomarketing, at least. I love the fact that you guys are curating content about the industry, too, because that's something that comes up a lot on plenty of our podcasts is curation and actually getting the right content in front of people. And I think this is an interesting use case where you're trying to raise awareness around an entire industry. And it's similar to content marketing. And Jeff, before we started recording, I know you hit on that was the term of the year for 2015, right? Or the word of the year, content marketing. And for a while, I mean, any discussion around content marketing was a good thing. So all competitors were kind of frenemies and then it comes in its development and most people still aren't doing it well. And then everyone kind of starts to fight for their own turf and their market share. But maybe you could talk a bit to the parallels you're seeing from what we've seen in the marketing industry with what's going on with location right now, since you guys are ahead of it. Sure. If you, if you look at content marketing, right, it was, it was a long road to hoe before it became uh, you know, the 2015 marketing word of the year. Uh, I think the IAB or somebody had declared it that. Um, I think Joe Polizzi was uh, using the phrase almost uh, eight to 10 years ago. Uh, so it was a slow build. Um, you know, for us, it's, it's about location data management uh, and what we think is going to be a consolidation around location management platforms. So we have that vision that location isn't just this throwaway object, this second-class data citizen, that rather it's a very important piece of data that's right up there with your employee data and your customer data. You can all name right now who your CRM of record is, especially you, Chris, I suspect, right? Um, and you could also go talk to your HR department and they can tell you who their, um, you know, who their employee database of record is, what's the employee system that they're using. But when we walk into clients you don't have that with location. In fact, we've had multiple instances where clients literally bring five, six, seven, eight different sources of data, none of which speak to each other um, as their quote unquote source of truth. And so there very clearly is this pain in the organization that just hasn't been at such a level to solve for until it really hits the marketing side of things. And so one of the funnier stories that we have is a, um, a VP of marketing at a large uh, bank um, who had just started in the digital capacity, came home one day and his wife said, um, aren't you in charge of this? And pointed to her um, her phone in which she had a location of an ATM from this particular bank. And he said, yeah, my, my, my team's in charge. And he goes, well, this address is wrong and it took me to the wrong place. And so it's funny that, you know, literally the personal experiences of the executives themselves often have elevated this in the past. Well, now it's going to be about fixing this problem, gaining the efficiencies, et cetera. And it's there, thereby important that we bring those conversations to the table, not just as we have them, but also the others who are developing location technologies to leverage space. So uh, my friend RJ Tallier um, over at, say, Geophedia uh, or the folks at uh, Localytics or, you know, any number of companies. Heck, uh, Judd Marcello, the, the uh, VP of marketing over at SmartLink, SmartLink's a 
cloud-based translation platform. You know, translation obviously is about location. What is the language of the people that you're speaking? There's a lot of different technologies around location. And um, what was neat is I kind of inherited geomarketing. As I mentioned, I joined in June of last year. Geomarketing was an idea and an investment by our CEO and co-founder, Howard Lerman, that, hey, we want to we want to invest in this. We want to get an editorial team together and have them covering the space. And they had done that quite well. It just was that we hadn't really operationalized what they were doing. We had a really good separation of church and state editorially. That editorial team runs their own ship. Um, but we did not have an integration into the business. And that's really what we've been doing with the relaunch of geomarketing.com is rebranding it, refocusing its content mission to focus on the personalities and the, the trends and the, the tactics that are shaping location marketing and um, the whole uh, location data management space. And it's an iterative process. You don't necessarily get it right out of the gate. But the great thing is, is that we had this head of the steam that I kind of inherited. And then Raj and I had the epiphany because uh, Raj has worked with the company uh, for quite some time. He'd, he'd been running partner services and he had moved over to my team to kind of manage some of our industry relationships and influencer relationships. And we came back from Thanksgiving and had a conversation, which we realized we both had the epiphany that he should be putting on the publisher hat because it fits so nicely with the influencer outreach because he's really developing relationships to get thought leadership from outside of our organization to develop distribution channels outside of our organization. And that takes somebody who really knows people and can figure out what are the win-wins for folks to participate in this. Um, so we're pretty excited about the future of, you know, of geomarketing and, and how it can help define the parameters of this space as it matures. I, I like the story of how that, that evolved and, and how you got to the decision of where you are today, but maybe, maybe just going a little bit deeper because I know that that's, that's a challenge a lot of marketers have sometimes is, you know, where should your content live? Should your content live on your site Sure. Your content lives somewhere else, so it's it's a little less biased in theory. And you know, if, if people go to the two sites that, that you guys have rent, referenced today, if I go to yext.com, um, you know, up at the top, and I don't know if this will be the case a couple of weeks from now when people listen to this, but um, you know, I can link to you know that exciting news about Google joining your power listings network, and that's going to be very product related content from the feel of it yet geomarketing.com lives at a complete separate domain where you know other than some of the call to actions i can't even necessarily tell that this has anything to do with the x so how did you you know it's, it's a big investment to support essentially a second brand how sure. did you evaluate that decision of whether to do it in this fashion or whether to do it as perhaps more of a sub-brand within yext Sure. So I, I sort of inherited that decision and um, I now have seen this in a few different pl places play out. So it's not the model that will necessarily work for everybody, but it is one model that clearly works. And that is the, the passionate CEO supported model. So Howard, our CEO, had this idea, had this vision of creating this resource for the industry um, that would be editorial. It would be focused on everything happening uh, in the space that was even broader than the products and services that we offer. And he invested in the editorial folks uh, behind the scenes to do that. And we have uh, an editor-in-chief and David Kaplan, who's a longtime veteran of uh, the, the digital marketing press and a couple of other uh, contributing journalists, their brand journalists. And um, 
that team created a, a ton of content over the last year. But as you pointed out, the original geomarketing, you wouldn't have known that Yext was behind the scenes unless you you know went to the about page and, and kind of read the fine print. We weren't really leveraging it well. So when I say it's the passionate CEO thing, um, it means that a lot of times the these types of uh, kind of portal uh, sites take that executive level support to drive them through. And I'll give you a, a classic, classic case study that not a lot of folks are aware of, and that's CMO.com. You're probably aware of the site. It's an Adobe site, uh, but it came about back in the days of, uh, of uh, Omniture, which was the analytics platform that Adobe purchased. This is probably going on five, six years ago. Uh, Omniture had started CMO.com because their CEO and founder had decided they're going to start CMO.com. And they actually went out and purchased the URL from Christian Music Online, <laughs> CMO.com. And this is, again, six, seven, eight years ago. I don't even know at this point. But it took that passionate CEO having a vision that then uh, he or she drives through the organization. We're the, the same kind of thing with geomarketing. However, what had happened is it got it off the ground, but in the absence of uh, a CMO to help take it kind of the next level, it, it was you know generating content, but no value for the business. Coming on board, that's something that I quickly identified, Raj quickly identified, and now as you hit geomarketing.com, you will see uh, advertisement for Yext. You will see um, uh, certainly some coverage of our space with clear uh, identification that, um, you know, Yext is the, the provider of geomarketing.com. Um, we, you know, very much want that to be a resource, but it has to have a benefit to our brand. And so to do that through advertising is a very traditional way. It's also a way that we feel, you know, the readers uh, have come to accept obviously across uh, you know, thousands of other types of sites. The key for us is to make sure that the integrity of the content remains high, the quality of the content remains high and differentiated. Um, and that's one of the things that Raj is very much focused on is working with David to really increase the, 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 contrib the contributions from the community who reads and benefits from geomarketing and also focus on a lot of content that uh, the other um, uh, the other press that covers, say, the location data management space or location marketing um, doesn't have the bandwidth to necessarily do. And that could be really in-depth personal profiles. That could be campaign analysis. It could be other types of content. Um, it really is an evolving effort. Uh, but in our case, as with CMO.com, it took a CEO with a vision who helped drive that through at the initial stages you know, to get it up off the ground and then a team that has a vision to then take it to the next level. Roger, I'm curious. I, I think Jeff was starting starting to hit on some of the metrics and things that you care about there. And obviously there's a big content play, but what specific metrics are you tracking? So what does success look like for geomarketing.com? Because it sounds like it's a, a bit of a special case where it's not a mercenary weed driving machine, which I know all blogs are to create awareness too, right? But most of us are trying to get people to fill out forms and contact sales or, or whatever the calls to action are. But what does success look like for you running geomarketing.com? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, to, I mean, to extend what Jeff has said, uh, success to me is elevating the conversation around location marketing. Uh, I can't think of, uh, you know, a, another uh, news site that is as focused as we are or we're planning on 
being uh, within the location marketing ecosystem. So for so for me, you know, uh, success looks like you know building a platform where we have uh, top notch contributors who are sharing their point of view on location marketing and also counterpoint uh, because that that to me creates a conversation, creates an interactive conversation. Uh, and, uh, you know, being a thought leader, I think, in the space, uh, doing the profiles of, you know, I, I really look at this platform as an intersection of technology and people. I think sometimes we talk about technology so much, we forget about the people that are behind that technology and really understanding what motivates them. Uh, getting those folks to uh, contribute to us and contribute to the industry and helping to elevate the conversation, which I feel like is not happening. Uh, that, to me, is success. That's interesting. So, you know, in, in terms of looking to, to the point both of you made, it's a lot about education and learning. But then, you know, as, as you pointed out, Jeffrey, when, when you go to geotargeting doc, uh, sorry, geomarketing.com now, you start to see some of these banner ads and whatnot direct you over to Yext. I'm just wondering in terms of how you decided to segment the two, but then at some point they have to mesh. How, just from a, a team structure perspective and how you're communicating in terms of your content strategy, how is that actually working in terms of ensuring that there's a path that continues down to, to the Yext website with content there to be engaged in as well? Great, great question. So Raj sits on our marketing core leadership team that reports to me. Uh, Raj wears a, a few different hats. One of them is publisher uh, of geomarketing. One is uh, industry and influencer relations because of his deep uh, relationships, uh, particularly in the, uh, the SEO and SEM communities. And so in sitting in those meetings, he's very aware, you know, kind of strategically, where is the company going? What are the releases on the horizon? Those types of things. So he's kind of eyes and ears from a standpoint of both um, how do we leverage geomarketing on the sponsorship side uh, as an owned uh, as an owned media um, outlet, but then also how does he bring that to the editorial side uh, for uh, coverage consideration? And as I said, we have you know this wall of separation. Um, we do not want to dictate what our editorial team writes uh, about anything. We want them to have independence. However, if we know we've got, for instance, this large um, Google integration, we want to make sure that we're availing our team to be interviewed by them for coverage, just like any other publication. Uh, and that, in fact, is one of the things that's happening this week. And by the time your listeners hear this, that coverage will already be out there. So they're focused on that coverage. They're focused on the later, uh, trends and also the personalities and some of the tactical things that are going out there. And again, uh, as a company that's got, we've got a, a partner network of over 4,000 different uh, partner agencies out there. Um, you know, this becomes a great resource. Raj having a lot of those relationships. If those partners have a wonderful case study in location marketing, they can write that up, bring it to us. And as long as it meets the editorial criteria, uh, submit that for publication or contribute to, uh, for publication. So it becomes an outlet for them. Now on the, on the kind of other side of the content house, clearly there are ebooks, there are webinars, there are things that we are doing as Yext and Yext alone to drive demand. And if it is a truly demand generation type of piece of content, we might leverage geomarketing for its advertising. And you'll see that right now on the site to download our Yext guide to Google My Business. Um, but that is something that you know, is again, demand generation. So it goes into the advertising, not necessarily into the content. 
Um, and again, it's evolving. We're trying to make sure we um, we have a very open tent uh, that we're getting uh, good content. We're growing it. It's it's relevant and meaningful to the readers. Uh, but at the same time, we've got to balance it and make sure that the investment we're making in, in the people and the site itself is paying off for Yext. Um, and we feel like we're striking the right balance and we're seeing a lot of growth. And I think one of the key things that Raj has brought to the table already uh, since the redesign went live about a few weeks ago um, is really ramping up our distribution uh, through third parties um, and, you know, getting, you know, distribution in the smart briefs and, and other types of daily emails of the world really has been quite helpful. Uh, and I think the next phase is integrating more with our partners and our influencers out in the community to have them leverage this as a resource. Jeffrey, you hit on relevant and quality content. And one of our sponsors, or actually the sponsor who brought this episode to you today is Definitive from Convince and Convert. So odds are many of you are subscribed to this, but if you're not, you can go to definitivedigest.com to subscribe for free right now. And what you'll get every single day the team at Convince and Convert picks a topic and sends you the three best resources ever created about that topic. So if you're challenging, if your challenges are on content marketing or marketing automation, the Definitive Digest will help you. And this is a really helpful conversation for me because I actually had my favorite coffee shop around the street. They should have had something like Yex because I went to visit them about two weeks ago and there was a sign on the door that said it was closed due to non-payment of taxes. And I was stunned. I thought that they were closed permanently and I went to Twitter and complained and then Facebook and eventually they opened up three days later, but it would have been great to have some notice and get ahead of that. So you know, I'll have to tell them about Yext. And we only have time for one more question. So we'll challenge you guys to answer this question succinctly so you can both get it. But the question we like to ask every single guest is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Raj, I'm going to defer to you first. Uh, a publisher of geomarketing.com. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I, I grew up in India. So growing up in India, it was super aspirational. I actually wanted to be a pilot of all things. And I feel like since I'm on a plane now every week, I have, uh, I'm halfway there. Wow. That was inspirational. Mine is, uh, mine is, I think one, I wanted to be happy, whatever it was. Uh, two, I had this weird period where I wanted to be president of the United States, but, uh, pretty much as you get older, you realize that is really not an enjoyable vocation. Uh, and so three is uh, a screenwriter and I have, uh, dabbled in the screenwriting arts uh, produced a short film uh, that I wrote with a director in Canada, Randy, hence my Canadian credentials. Uh, and maybe at some point in my life, we'll turn back. Well, great, guys. It's been a ton of fun having you both on. Uh, again, appreciate you making the time amid this busy time for for the two of you. I urge everyone to take a closer look at, at Yaxt or Educate yourself a little bit more at geomarketing.com. Um, and if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe to more of these. Uh, you can find us on the iTunes store. You can find us at contentprospodcast.com. And wherever you find us, please give us some feedback if you're enjoying shows like this so we can keep producing more for you. Thanks so much. Till next time on Content Pros. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince & Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip, and is produced by Convince & Convert Media. 
Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts.